sick to my stomach watching Leeds United. Uh, let's go. Welcome to episode 112 or 112, however you want to say it, of the Night Shift Football Podcast. Of course, named after the fact that if you want to keep up with European football action, you will need to stay up all hours of the night. And let me tell you, this week it was worth it. Plenty of action happening across the competitions. We're going to go through it all tonight. But first, just a quick reminder, have a look wherever you are listening to this and give us a rating if you can. Helps us to grow our loyal audience, who we are super grateful to. Um, there's no Cooper tonight, so it's just Tommy who joins me this week. Just the two of us, like the old days. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm I'm hanging in there. This is yeah. going to be my mental health um, session for the week, I think. We're going to work through a couple of problems. Nice. And we'll see where we see where we land at the end of it. Yeah, good stuff. Just just lay down on the couch, hey. Just let it all yeah. out, let it flow. Uh, there's tissues on the table next to your mic if you need them. You know, it's all gonna be all right. We'll get there. Um, I don't know if you heard this week. I jumped on and did a another pod. You would have seen this. Oh, I heard you've been slutting around. Yeah, I slutted around. Um, I jumped on to heaps about nothing this week. If you haven't listened to that pod. Go and give it a well uh, with Todd, who you would have heard Todd at various moments in our, um, our at the match pods that we've done. He sits with us at Highmarsh a lot. So go check that out. We had a bit of a chat about soccer and some other weird shit, uh, played some games. It was good fun. Have a listen. Um, let's get into weird, some football. Weird shit into played some games. That's, oh, 100%. <laughs> you yeah. should, have fra- should have phrased that a little bit. <laughs> no, no, no. That's how you, no, just send it. Go for it. <laughs> Uh, let's talk championship tonight because we're recording on what Tuesday night, uh, late Tuesday night after the Monday night antics. It was the last day of action in the championship and in League Two. I don't think we're going to quite go down as low as League Two, but let's talk championship because uh, Burnley have gone up with 101 points. They won 40. Uh, they played 46, 129, drew 14. Lost three. Uh, do we? We you don't. You weren't too keen on praising Eddie Howe last week, but can you afford any praise to Vincent Company this week? I just firstly, how it was really cool to have all of these games on a on a on a month. What was that? A Sunday for them, so I guess a Monday for no, on a Monday for them, a Tuesday for us. No, it was a Monday, yeah. This was, was like that's. I guess it lined up with a holiday, didn't it? So, like, yeah. fuck it, this is a good idea. Monday night here, so they were like, yeah, they were like 3 p.m. kickoffs over there in England. Yeah. On Monday, yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, And why not? Why not go for it? But apparently there was still all of the same, like, 3 p.m. blackouts and stuff like that. So you couldn't watch any of these games in England. So it's like... Yeah, standard. Don't understand. And anyway, Burnley, um, they've romped it, 101 points. That yeah. makes them, like, I read it was the fifth most points scored in the championship. Um, yeah. I don't know who the other four are. But uh, like this, this is a massive achievement, isn't it? Just from the from the outset, Vincent Comedy's first full season in ma- first full season in management. Or yeah, this yeah. might be some that like this is crazy. Um, like you can drill down into Burnley and you know the the percentages of clubs that go down that immediately go back up or go back within parachute payments, etc. Parachute payments, yeah, go back up within two to three seasons. They seem to have held on to like a decent core of the squad, and because you can, because obviously you've got you've got the money to sustain it. So, if you know, it would have been a shame if they didn't go back up. 
I think it would have been a more of a talking point if they didn't, but the manner that in which they have achieved this lends itself to Vincent Company being a, a pretty decent manager, you would think. Yeah. Um, anyone who's been with us from the start of our pod will know we were pretty hard on Burnley for a long time uh, in the Dice era because they were just Riley. putting up shit every week. Uh, parking the bus, uh, time wasting from throw-ins in like the second minute of games and stuff like that. So um, completely different. They've gone down to the championship and just, I think the job company's done there to only lose three games. You know, lots of teams, we talked about lots of teams that go down from the Premier League do end up coming straight back up, but rarely do they perform this well. And to, to finish, they've won the league by 10 points. They've only lost three games. Uh, for context, Sheffield United finished second and lost 11. So there's a massive difference there. Um, it's an incredibly hard league to go that long in without you know, losing a game. I mean, sure, they've drawn, what, 14? They've drawn 14. That's fine. Out of 46, I mean, when you're only when you're only actually getting turned over three times, that's insane. It's a, it's such a hard league, the championship. Like, it's, if you've never yeah. supported a team in there or watched it thoroughly for a few seasons... The intensity is just it's just nuts. Yeah. And the difference in being able to grind a draw to get a point as opposed to getting nothing, it all over 46 games, those draws add up big time. So um huge and they, they come they come out of this top scorers in the league and with the best defense as well. So it all yeah, you you you'd be silly not to give company massive raps for this. And you know, hopefully they bring up a different Burnley to what we've seen in the past. Well, that was going to be my next point because uh, as I just mentioned before in the Dash era where they were clinging on and we were really wanting him to go down, hopefully this time we'll see something a bit different under company. Um, Sheffield United finished a clear second with 91 points. Uh, They come back up. I don't really have much to add about them. I didn't see them at all this year, Um, but they've, they're not, they weren't really challenging first, but they're comfortably second. So um Straight back up. Boring, not boring? What do you reckon? Kind of boring. It's another beneficiary of, you know, being in the Premier League recently. I think you can go onto those slightly longer projects as well and eventually find your way out. In saying that, though, Norwich and Watford were past this season. And so that's one you've got to... They didn't really, um, uh, you know, pick up where Burnley took off this season. So maybe it doesn't always work. Not always. Um, In the playoff spots, we've got Luton finishing third, which is... An incredible Crazy. achievement for that small club. Um, Middlesbrough in fourth. Those two spots were pretty much locked up going into these last games. And then we have Coventry in fifth. They were pretty well, yeah, they were locked up as well. So none of them could move second through to fifth. But from sixth, seventh, eighth, we had three teams trying to get into one final playoff spot. We had Millwall, Blackburn, and Sunderland. Uh, Millwall and Blackburn played each other. Sunderland were away to Preston. And... I'm not sure if you caught any of this, but the way it had to go was Millwall just had to win and they were in. They started the the day in sixth. Um, They just had to win, whereas Blackburn had to beat Millwall and hope that Sunderland lost, whereas Sunderland had to win and hope that Blackburn beat Millwall. So um, (laughs) it was all over the place there. Millwall had a 3-1 lead at halftime. It was all theirs. They were going through and they blew it. They ended up losing 4-3 uh, to Blackburn and Sunderland won 3-0 away to Preston. So it didn't matter for either of them. And the Black Cats got that sixth spot. They snuck in there. This uh, Sunderland side is getting massive raps. I haven't seen anything of them. Um, but regularly hearing 
like good things about this young Sunderland side, um, mostly like precautionary things as in to say that this is too early for them to go up. They don't want to see them get promoted yet, but uh, like massive achievement uh, for where Sunderland have been recently, well-documented to be fighting for playoffs back into the Premier League nuts. Yeah, I've seen, uh, I've probably seen five or six games of theirs this year and it's been a real roller coaster. Um, They've just managed to string it together towards the end a bit better than they were. Um, Some of the players like just turning up like Jack Clark, uh, we've got young players like that, but then also kind of experienced like Pritchard, who's one of those players who's been floating around the championship at different teams or lower Premier League sides for years. Um, One to keep an eye on was Ahmad Diallo. He scored a banger. Uh, last night against who did I say they beat? They beat Preston. Preston. Ahmad Diallo on loan from Manchester United. Twenty-year-old at Sunderland. So um, who he's going to get a crack? Who knows what happens there? Hopefully another year with them if they go up. Um, but otherwise, he'll just end up at United, probably on the bench. I don't know if he's good enough to be starting <laughs> for them just yet. But we'll see how we go. It's um, got twenty-five million pounds uh, summer transfer written all over it. It does, doesn't it? Even that dirty promotion money. Yeah, absolutely. Um, former Arsenal striker Tuba Akpom finished uh, the league's leading goal scorer with 28 goals in 38 appearances. Um, not a bad return in, in that league. Definitely. Oh, man. It's like, it's so... you Because every striker goes on a run, obviously, and you want strikers that are streaky and can string together six, seven, eight games in a row of scoring. Uh, but when you've got a season as long and arduous as the championship, it's hard to maintain that kind of consistency where you can score more than, you know, 1.5 goals. Uh, oh, sorry, like 0.5 goals every game or whatever. Yeah. That's pretty good. Like, that's a really good return. And, you know, they're he's at Middlesbrough, right? So yeah, Middlesbrough. They've endeared themselves to, to him, and he's been a massive part of why they're fighting for this, as well as Australia's Riley McGrath. Yeah, huge. Um. In 38 games, he's got that 28 goals. For context, the guy in second, uh, Victor Giocaris from Coventry, has 21 goals, so seven behind, but has played eight more games than Chuba Akpom. So good stuff there. Yeah, huge Um, return. Seeing Coventry up there is really cool as well, don't you think? Because that's a a throwback to – that's a nostalgic, you know, FIFA 2000, throwback to when you're first getting into football. Coventry was always up there. Do you have any prediction at all or any, maybe not prediction, but who would you like to see come up from this playoffs? Torn, right? Because obviously there's there's a lot going on here. Luton Town would just, the idea yeah. of, you know, Premier League clubs having to go and play in their stadium is so funny to me. Yep. Um, would, they wouldn't move them, would they? They wouldn't make them play somewhere that. else. Just, just play it because it's football. Middlesbrough, uh, I love the Riley McGree stuff. Um, and they're another yep. historic, I suppose, Premier League club, familiar with the Prem. Coventry, same thing. Sunderland, in a sense, yes, because it's like the big comeback underdog story. Yeah. I think it's cool. These are the four teams you want to see enter the Premier uh, enter the Premier League. It's a cool playoff, yeah. Um, I've obviously I've got that Sunderland soft spot there, but I, I would like to, I'd like to see connection. Luton. I think I think I'd like to see Luton go up. So. Um, I'll just I'll just pick them. Let's get on their bandwagon yeah. for the playoffs. Again, no stranger to the first division. They've been there before, but just, you know, not in our lifetimes. When? Yeah. I think so. Early 90s. I couldn't tell you, in all honesty. I haven't Googled it. I haven't. If Cooper was here, he would have Googled it. He would be all over it. He's fucking fastest yeah. hands in the South, that guy. <laughs> we'll move it on to Syria because 
Uh, the weekend was massive. Napoli, well, midweek last week, Napoli wrapped up the league. Uh, they had a, I think with a one-all draw away to, I want to say Verona, but I'm not really sure. Either way, they drew one-all. They claimed the title. They're clear and off and gone. Um, perhaps one last round of praise for them because uh, you, at one point early this season, called them the best team in Europe. And it, it they probably should be in a Champions League semi-final, but they had two, two poor games against Milan. I stand by them being the best team in Europe. Um, even with what City are doing now with their, their steamroll status, uh, 10 games, semi-final, Champions League. I, the you know the way that they've been able to you know assemble a squad they kind of they just benefit each other's strengths and you know the style that they play lends itself to the guys that are there and it's I don't know I, am I disrespecting it by comparing it to Leicester because Napoli are bigger than Leicester in the context but oh, I think yeah the, you know the time it's been since they've won their previous one uh, what thirty odd years. It's yeah. not, you know, it's not a regular occurrence for them, but they are a large club. Just, for, you know, everything needed to go exactly right. And, you know, the the, the big man, Victor, up front, you know, with, you know, uh, uh, what do they call him? Caravadonna? Caravadonna? Which one? Oh, the the um Georgian. Yeah, the Georgian. Caravacelli or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think they nicknamed him like Ravadonna or something like that. Yeah. He's had a wild season. I've got, you know, he's going to be up there for top five players in Europe. Yep. And oh, just like for this season, I mean. Yep. And, you know, then it, it's a great story. And you saw the outpouring of emotion from the fans. Yeah. I'm all about um King King Osimhen. Victor Osimhen, he's just been an absolute star banging in goals and amazing presence up front. Um, That's it. He's got all the attributes, hasn't he? Yeah, brilliant. They got uh, Andre Zamba Anguissar in the midfield, who's been excellent. And then, really, just you're looking at a back four that guys like Giovanni Di Lorenzo, kind of, you know, not not a huge name unless you watch Italian football. Minjay Kim, the Korean at at centre back. Um, who else is in that? Giovanni Simeone. Uh, just some some players that have really worked real hard, stuck through maybe some mid table football with other clubs have ended up at Napoli. They put together such a good team of just, I guess that's what it is. They're just such a team, you know, no massive individuals. We just called out Osimhen and Kravitzkelia. Uh, I've butchered that name again. Kravitzkelia. Um, But, you know, overall, they're not names. They're not household names of football, are they? No, not at all. This is the season that they've emerged. And in my mind, it's it's Vardy, it's Mares, And the guys at the back, it's Wes Morgan, it's Robert Huth. Like, it's yeah. just... I, I love it. Like this is the this is a fairy tale. This is your actual fairy yeah. tale. This is one everyone's been looking for, and That's they've brilliant. just done it in such a dominant fashion. You sent a thing this week, was it last week? About or some point in our group chat, uh, just showing like Napoli, the city, with like like just you could hear fireworks and things going off all over the place. And I think we just said like, how amazing would it be to just live in a city like that where, you know, it is just heaving up and down based on kind of football results and things happening. So like the streets are completely silent because everyone is in their houses watching the game. Yeah, but then, it. but then the city just kind of has this buzz to it still. And this noise kind of erupts from all over the neighborhoods. Like it'd just be incredible, incredible place. I'd love to go there. It would have been mental to be there for the last couple of weeks. And, you know, like you said, to just be in like a really quiet, dark neighborhood 
And all of a sudden, everyone knows the reason why, you know, fireworks are going off and the, why the energy is risen and everyone's feeling it. Everyone's in the, in the same capacity. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't recreate that kind of thing. It's like, this is very specific to sport and football. Yep. Um, there were other massive games because second through to seventh played each other on the weekend. It was absolutely huge. Um, Milan were the first ones to play. They had a massive home win against Lazio 2-0. Um, Lazio, who looked like the most informed team for hunting that second spot, have just, in the last month, they've just kind of fallen off a bit and consecutive um, losses to both Milan sides, Inter and AC, uh, on the road have hurt them. They had a win against Sassuolo in between there, but the losses to the teams around them have really come back to haunt them. Um, they've dropped to third now, but they're right in the jaws of Inter and AC again. Juve have jumped to second after a win over Atalanta 2-0 in a ripping game. That was that was awesome to watch. Very traditional Italian football. Scrappy, uh, not scrappy, high quality, but hard to create a real clear-cut chance. And then a scrappy goal, uh, Illing Jr., scored his first ever professional goal for Juve. And what a time to get it. Put them 1-0 up, puts them into second place. They went on to win 2-0. Uh, the other one was Inter playing Roma. And Roma, who were also in kind of these Champions League spots for a while, just in the last few weeks, have just slowly given it away. They took the lead against Milan the other week and then threw that away and then lost 2-0 at home to Inter on the weekend to just fall right out to seventh. Um it's a roller coaster. There's still two games to go, and any any one of these teams could still make the Champions League. You described it last week as uh, like watching the pack um, in an F1 race. Yeah, and this to me seems like more intriguing than <laughs> the pack in an F1 race. Like, <laughs> especially is. when you when you get a fixture list like this all on one weekend where they're all playing each other, um, and you know you got some great results for. The, the remaining games in the season to make it exciting. Uh, the Milan victory is massive because they, who knows, they could still pinch fourth. Yeah. They could win. You know, I think I read a thing the last time Napoli won um, won the league, Milan won the Champions League. Ugh. So if you're looking for a bit of fate to tempt you into this. It can't have been. It wasn't like the last oh. time Milan oh, yeah. won it. They yeah, just okay. won at the times. Right. Yeah. Now that makes more sense. That makes way more sense. <laughs> Um, you think, hang on. Yeah, well, you were alive for one of them. Um, sure. Final note on Italy there, just um, obviously Juve went on that run where they won like nine in a row and then Inter broke it up with a win and then Milan won it and now Napoli. So it's nice that that's all, that's kind of being shared around. It's Italy floating under the radar as a, a league that's highly competitive. I know Napoli have stormed away with it this year, but, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's not like they've just won 10 in a row. So... That's no, nice. exactly. Um, shifting it over now to a team that has won bulk titles in the last 10 years, but they are in a lesser league. Um, no offense, Scottish people, but your league is lesser. And your season is over and it sucks. <laughs> and Postacoglu has done a monster job at Celtic. They wrapped up the title on the weekend with a 2 0 win away to Hearts. Um, they sit, oh, what are they sitting? 13 points clear. 13 points clear at the moment. They have had one loss this season. Um, Celtic had an invincible season a few years ago under Brennan Rodgers, um, but all the Celtic talk at the moment from different pods and media is that this team is much more enjoyable to watch. It's the best Celtic team they've seen in their lifetimes, and they could still, they're still on track 
they can still break Brendan Rodgers' point record as well. Really? How much? What? How much more do they have to win? What's the record? I think they need to win each game. Okay, that's Left. fine. They could do that. I mean, I look, they've, dropped, they've had they've had two draws. Like, yeah, two draws and a loss, thirty wins. Look at that. Who was the loss to? Was it someone random? Games. I honestly can't remember. It was oh, was it Saint Mirren? Early in the year, random. I reckon it was Saint Mirren with um, Bacchus was playing and uh, Ryan Strain. Oh yeah, yeah, good. The yeah. Aussies did one over. That's it nuts. Did. How great is this? I mean, let's throw it back to Alan uh, Brazil two years ago, just openly mocking Ange's appointment. Now look what he's done. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. Someone had pranked him. Yeah, the, well, he was, he was saying, where he do was they... acting like it was a prank because it was that ridiculous. They would sign a guy he hasn't heard of. Yeah, where do they pull these names from? Yeah. And it's like, guess what? He's won, what, two leagues, two cups now. Yeah, Unreal. he's on the verge of a treble. They're in the cup final uh, against... Oh, I can't remember who that's against. Not Rangers. They beat them in the semi. It's not Rangers. Um, Is it Livingston or some full coat? I don't know. Some I can't remember. But I've lost my point. What was I going to say? Oh, Alan Brazil. He... Guys like that, they wouldn't know names like Victor Osimhen, even though he's like the most informed striker in like Europe. Like He's on talk. He's on talk sport. Excluding Holland before anyone gets their backs up about that, but mm. you know they wouldn't know any names of anybody outside, like outside of England. They would what? They would know Real Madrid, like Real Madrid, yep. Barca, Barca, maybe Juve, Juventus. Like, yeah, there you go. Lukaku because he played in England. Like so, it's no surprise he wouldn't know a guy like Ange Postecoglou. But Celtic did their homework. They went and got him. He came in. He did a. Small. They talked about him having to do a rebuild last season, and uh, okay. he he it won. He ended up he signed a few players, but he just kind of changed the players that he had. He got them up and about, brought in brought in a few new ones, and just this year just really went on with it. That's it. Second season syndrome. No, uh, he built the foundation and went fucking ham. Um, yeah. That's it's it's a really great indictment on Celtic for doing their homework and going and getting someone left of center. Because they could have hired uh, like a ton of guys who just got sacked in England or, you know, went for an exotic Dutch coach or, you know, something like they've done in the past. But, yeah, to go and hit an Australian up that's coaching in Japan, that's um, take, takes takes a lot of bravery. Yeah, definitely. Um, should we it's get on in, to the Premier it's, League? Uh, it's Inverness. They're, they're playing in the Sky oh, Inverness. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cody Thistle. All right. Um, Premier League football. We're not going to go through all the game. We usually go chronologically through the games this week, but I think we've done a lot of the teams to death at the moment. Chelsea fans, if you're listening, sorry, you did get a win <laughs> this week. I know. Um, this but is we'd purposeful. Already, we'd already penciled it in to kind of ignore, but um, it doesn't matter. The big Are you going to finish guess, above Bournemouth? Awesome. The big ones we're looking at, I guess, would be the games from overnight just gone. There was 21 games. 21 goals, sorry, in the three games that were played. There were a lot of games. Fulham being Leicester 5-3 sunk them into the relegation zone, whereas Everton absolutely smashed Brighton 5-1 to get themselves out, and Forrest put four past Southampton. They let in three, but they've got themselves out of the bottom three as well, sinking Leeds and Leicester into it. <laughs> there were some changes overnight, wasn't there? Huge. Nothing good, Nothing good from a Legion United perspective. No, I think um, I woke but... up this morning and I looked at the scores and then I just messaged the chat. I assumed you'd be asleep and I just said, I was hoping you'd read. I was like, don't 
Don't look at the Premier League scores this morning. If you're not feeling good, <laughs> it'll kick you in the teeth. Uh God. I felt like I watched the first half of Fulham Leicester last night. Yeah. And so I I went to I went to sleep pleased because Leicester were getting absolutely belted. Yeah. And it didn't look like there was any fight back in this side whatsoever. And then yeah, to wait, that was the most surprising one for me. Even though Everton did over Brighton, from what I saw, for them to get three goals, it's like I've seen Leicester a few times this season. If they had just bothered to turn up from the first whistle, they wouldn't be anywhere near this drama. No. No. Who in their right mind was tipping Everton to beat Brighton? Not a soul. Did you did you see the odds? Was it massive? No, I didn't like, see the odds, but just not a soul. Who? In what form, when you've got Brighton who need to win like every game to make the Champions League, like what more of a motivation? What more motivation do you need? And you approach this game, Everton, who's probably the easiest one on paper, and to absolutely capitulate like that, uh, that yeah. you know, the early goal did kill them in a sense because then they had a few unfortunate moments after that, and then you're really chasing the game. There was some diabolical defending from Brighton in there. Um, yeah, throw that in there too. Of course, there was. It wasn't yeah. great to watch. No, uh, one of the goals. I think it was. The, was it the fourth one or the fifth one? That the fourth one. What? Dwight mm. McNeil literally walked it into the net. He walked it in. Yeah, with his hands in the air, and I don't know why he is great celebration. <laughs> I don't know why he's. I don't mind that acting so cocky about these goals when we've had a really bad year for a poor team. But okay, he's, he's in. He's in good nick. Like we've out. we've we've panned him a lot and rightly so. There's been but worse players. I've read he's got three goals and one assist in his last five games. Yeah, I mean yeah. crunch time. Someone had to stand up and he's done it. Like okay, yeah. credit to you. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you caught any of Forest Southampton, but this went back and forth for a bit. Okay. Forest kind of always had a little bit of an edge on them. Um. I guess just grinding away, getting the points, getting it done. This like was the perfect encapsulation as to why both these teams are like in strife so far down the table. Because yeah. the, the amount of there's so many errors, man, leading to direct goals. We started off the season pretty intrigued, I think, by Forest squad, and yeah, that had twenty new players. <laughs> we figured it would be a matter of them just eventually clicking at some point and. I don't think we ever thought they'd be a top half, but you know, certainly better off than where they where they are. Um, do you have thought any maybe? Go on. I was going to say, thought maybe one of those teams that would be safe at this stage, like uh, yeah. West Ham or Wolves, like 14, 15, 16, Yeah, yeah, Palace. Um, did you do you have any intrigue about them still? Are you still interested oh. to see what they could do next season if they stayed up? Yes, I am. I, out of the out of the five down there, um, along with Leeds, I'd like to see Forest stay up because I yep. think their home form has been legit. Like they've been, it's their away form they need to get their act together on. Yeah, but I just, I just, I like outside of you know the spending. I just, I think it's just ridiculous to bring in twenty odd players, and it shows yeah. kind of a disrespect to the team that brought you up. Yeah, it's a huge ask. Big deal. Um, but yeah, outside of that, for me, Forest are the most interesting team and they have sprinkles of quality in there. Uh, did you see the highlights? Did you see the- Yeah, I've seen the goals, yeah. The the Gibbs-White flick yeah. that he plays to Danilo, like that's a moment of genius. 
that yeah. a lot of the sides around them don't have. I mean, Calvert-Lewin did the same thing, I think, to set up the first goal in the Everton-Brighton game. So that's what you need, those guys that play that kind of you know magical moment. And that's yep. what they, that's what they've acquired. They've gone out and got guys that do that. Yeah. Do you have do you have anything else on any other Premier League this week that you wanted to mention? There wasn't heaps of excitement. I guess Arsenal beating Newcastle, West Ham beating United was a bit out of left field. But mm, I mean, anything? Man United are pretty ordinary. <laughs> let's yeah. Let's be, especially away from home, um, Rashford's not scoring a lot of goals. Like they're yeah, they'll win some games, they'll lose some games. They're, yeah. they're, they're not the finished product. Um, if uh, I, for me, yeah, what I'm gonna say. No, you go. Well, I was just gonna say for me that the race for the relegation is is where we want to go. Like that's the most interesting aspect right now. I mean, yeah. there's a top four battle. Liverpool, you know, six wins in a row. They could potentially overhaul any side that's going to underperform out of Newcastle menu. But the relegation race is where it is. Yeah, um, there's a sliver of a title race still on, but it's oh, City would have still- to. City would have to absolutely shit the bed in a catastrophic way that would see, that would probably see people axed from the club, I think, if they bottled this. Um, that's right. I use the word bottle. I will if I want. Um, I'll finish on this. It's not, people will think it's a moment of bias because I'm going to talk, mention an Arsenal player, but it is worth mentioning Martin Odegaard uh, the other night scoring a double against Newcastle. Uh, did Did he tie or go ahead for the most? It's a bit of one of those made-up stats, but the most goals from open play in a season by a midfielder. Yeah, I heard this. No, that's correct. Uh, without without penalties, there was a lot. Yeah, without penalties. Yeah, open, from play, open play. Yeah, open play. So no no free kicks, things like that. So I think it was yeah. fourteen. Kevin De Bruyne and now Erdegaard has fourteen or fifteen this season, which I think is uh, a pretty phenomenal performance from this player. Outstanding return. He is legitimate top five player in the Prem this season. He has to be, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's still some question marks over his showings in the big games, but I think it'll come. It's a lot of. Um, mm, he's one of the older. Fair. He's one of the older players, but he's <laughs> still so young and uh, wearing the armband. A lot of pressure in this team. So, are we just about done? What else have we got? Oh, Champions League. Champions League kicks off. By the time people hear this, uh, there will be a Champions League game game played. Semi-final time, Real Madrid play Manchester City at 4.30 a.m. South Australian time. Uh, any predictions for this? Well, the big end, this is the one that will decide the tie. Um, whether or not City can go uh, to Spain and, you know, dominate them and win comfortably, I think would set up a very easy second leg for City, um, even with, you know, Real Madrid's heroics. But... In all probability, I mean Madrid flying high. They just won the um, uh, just won the cup competition, so they would feel all conquering right now, wouldn't they? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I honestly don't know how to predict this city the way they're going. Um, excellent, but you just can't rule Real Madrid out in this competition, as we've seen probably I'd say over the last decade. Is that fair? I think so. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I was just I was just looking through some of the stats for this particular game. Uh, City have beaten them three of the last four times, uh, but the most recent loss was at the Bernabeu in last season's semi-final second leg. Yeah, where Benzema just turned it on, didn't he? Exactly, he's um, got it in him. He's got it in him. Uh, the what did I have here? I've got a note on 
Edo Militao is suspended for Madrid okay. for this one. I think a build-up of yellow cards, so he's out. Um, the other one will be Thursday morning. That's Milan versus Inter. Um, both games Classic. will be at the San Siro for this. Uh, I love that. Concerns for both sides. Inter at the moment, Gerson's is doubtful and so is D'Ambrosio. Um, but the I think the main story here at the moment is that Rafa Leao is doubtful with a thigh injury after he came off pretty early. Oh, I watched shit. I watched the Milan Lazio game Saturday night. Um, they won two 0 without him. He came off pretty early, like 10, 10 or fifteen minutes in or something, limped off, and he's in doubt for the first leg. Oh shit! And that's massive. Like that. It's, that's it's massive. Pivotal. It's huge. Yeah. Pivotal. It's yeah. like result. It's result swaying. It hundred percent is result swaying because this guy has carried Milan a lot. They, they've they've got a good team in their players, but not a great team. And he is a huge part of their success. So I just don't know how they. I don't know if they find enough goals against Inter without him, or enough magic. Can they keep them to nil though? That's the thing. Who's that? Milan. Can they keep Inter to, to nil? And then no, maybe... That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't, yeah. No. You don't... Uh, they've kept a lot of clean sheets in the Champions League. Um, Lukaku, Lautaro, Martinez, Correa, Chalanoglu, Nico Barella. I don't think they can keep that team to nil. All right. Well, this is tough. So you're it's- swaying to Inter then. I am a little pessimistic at the moment, but um, I don't know. I think either way, this is going to be unreal to watch. These these two teams meeting in the Champions League is just like, it's peaking all of my like early 2000s football love. Like it's all just coming back with this and I just cannot wait. You're going full Serie A nerd at the end of this season. Oh, I fucking not? love it. It's so good. Best league in the world. I'll say it. Um, do you have anything Bang. else you want to add this week? Oh, should we do, should we do a prediction? Sorry. Are you predicting Inter? Um, I'm predicting fireworks. That's what I'm going for. Fireworks. Um, they had that iconic. There's that iconic Milan derby image from the Champions League with um, is that Ronaldinho, you know, uh, Marco? No, nah, it's Marco Materazzi. Oh, sorry, and Perlo. And uh, it's Rui Costa, I think. Oh, Rui Costa. And he's leaning on his shoulder. Hang on. Let's and they're just standing. Is it Rui Costa or is it Perlo? Let's find it. Yeah, let's find it because they've got all of the flares and the fireworks and stuff. Yeah, going and because the, the game the game was delayed because there was just smoke everywhere because flares all over the pitch in the stands. Yeah, you're right. It's Matarazzi and Rui Costa. It is Rui Costa. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. There we go. Um, and the field is just covered in flares. Italian football TV on Facebook they did a Photoshop of it with um, they they put Lukaku, Lukaku there leaning on Rafaelao. That was quite a nice touch, but <laughs> that's yeah. a good idea. Iconic. Um, Milan derbies are the greatest, so I can't wait for that one. Do you have anything else you want to add this week? No, I've just I've been saving a uh like 14-day stand sport free trial uh, with my email. Yeah. And I didn't activate it last Champions League. This is the one I'm gonna do it for because I reckon all four of these games are gonna be nuts. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm keen for this. Yeah, keen. Are they back to back weeks? I believe they are. So I hope this, so. They are. They work week, well for my scam. This week and next week. So you get a 14-day uh, free trial. You got a week too long on it. You'll be fine. Tip tip top. Let's get it. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, we might leave it there. Uh tune into we're going to are we going to record a red edition? Yeah, we're going to. 
Adelaide had an elimination final win against Wellington that I guess we'll talk about that in the finals. How do we feel about it? Yeah, we're enthused. You'll have to listen to find out. Or or we boycotting. Mm. (laughs) Leave it hanging. Cliffhanger. All right. See you, folks. Have a great week. Tune into all the football. It's getting sick.